This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. Hello and welcome back to A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. We are so glad you're checking in weekly to hear messages of hope that will not only encourage you right now where you are, but prepare you for courageous leadership in the days ahead. Doug's heart for leaders was captured in his book, Leadership Awakening. When the episode ends, head over to somebodycares.org forward slash shop and purchase your copy today. Now let's lean in and learn. I can still remember that day in 1981 when I prayed a very simple prayer that changed my life forever. I said, Lord, if you can ever use someone like me after all I've done to break your heart, I will make myself available to you. And little did I know what God had in store for me. Yet like so many, I often feel totally unqualified to do the things God has called me to do. But there's such a freedom in knowing I don't need to compete with or impress anybody else. I need only to be who God wants me to be, making myself available to Him every day. You see, the Lord is not concerned as much about our ability, but more about our willingness and our availability. God desires to give us an overflowing life, says in Psalms 23, verse 5. But in order to unlock His heavenly storehouses, we must unconditionally surrender our lives and resources to Him. I see that in Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 through 12, and of course, throughout Scripture. Jesus tells us, without me, you can do nothing, John 15, 5. You see, unless we are intimately joined to Jesus, the vine, we will accomplish nothing and bear no fruit at all. But Philippians 4, 13 provides the other side of the coin. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When God looks for men and women to use in his service, he searches for people whose lives align with the gospel and his kingdom. He entrusts his resources to people who display the character of his son, King Jesus. No matter whether you're called as a pastor to a church or manage a company, lead a nonprofit organization, or impact some other area of society, you and I are given a sacred stewardship of God's resources and gifts. If you're anything like me, you probably feel overwhelmed by God's calling at times, and you're aware of your own human frailty and limitations, and sometimes the challenges seem too great. Like the ten spies whose spines turned to jelly at the sight of the giants in the land or in the promised land, you and I can be tempted to cower in fear at the daunting mission that has been set before us. But there is good news. When God calls you, He also equips and empowers you to fulfill your mission. This beautiful scripture puts this all in perspective. The eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that He may strongly support those whose heart is completely His, Second Chronicles 16.9. Notice that God doesn't support just anyone. He looks for a certain kind of person, someone whose heart is completely His. No matter what issues you may face in life, remember this, the heart of the matter is always a matter of the heart. Why do traits like holiness, humility, honor, and honesty please the Lord and draw His favor? Because each of those characteristics is an indication that we've given our hearts to Him. However, there is something I need to clarify before we move on. I'm not talking about perfection here. We may stumble and bumble along the way, but that doesn't mean that we're hopeless. Biblical leaders from Noah to Peter failed terribly in their lives, but God still used them to fulfill His purposes. Though the righteous may fall seven times, they rise again, Solomon wrote. 
but the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. Proverbs 24, verse 16. Think of King David. Despite his tragic fall into adultery and even murder, God said, I found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. Acts 13, 22. Once again, the Lord looked beyond David's outward appearance and saw his heart. 1 Samuel 16, 7. If you've fallen and dismally failed the Lord in some way, it's time to rise again. There's still time to realign your heart and your life with His kingdom purposes for you. It's not too late to attract His presence and His favor. In my book, Leadership Awakening, I share an acronym, FAT, cap F dot, cap A dot, cap T dot, meaning faithful, available, and teachable. You've probably heard the old maxim, God isn't concerned about your ability, just your availability. Well, there is a lot of truth in that statement. See, the Christian life is a supernatural life, and God will gladly supply the super if we are willing to make available the natural in our lives. Too often, ministry leaders are prone to select apprentices based on personality or personal giftedness. But look at Paul's instruction to his spiritual son, Timothy, on how to pick the next generation of leaders. He says in 2 Timothy 2.2, 2, The things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You see, one of the most important qualities of a leader is faithfulness. If you want to pour your life into the next generation, don't look for those just who are spiritually gifted or have charisma alone. Instead, be on the lookout for those that are fat, faithful, available, and teachable. Faithfulness will trump flashiness every time. And here's the good news about ability. When we are faithful in our walk with God, making ourselves fully available to Him and teachable, He will always give us the ability to fulfill our calling. Paul describes us beautifully in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 4 through 6. He says, We are confident of all this because of our great trust in God through Christ. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. He has enabled us to be ministers of His new covenant. So let me encourage you. If you doubt your qualifications for some type of ministry or career God has called you to, spend some time meditating on that great passage. On your own, you may be totally unqualified, but you're not on your own. As Paul says here, your qualification comes from God. He has enabled you to be his ambassador, a minister of the new covenant. When you have this perspective, God can use you to minister to anyone. You won't be intimidated if he sends you to a professional athlete, a billionaire, a famous entertainer, or a government leader. Neither will you be too proud to show the compassion of Jesus to those who are homeless, addicted, or oppressed by demons. You can reach people who are on top of the world and those scrounging for food at the third world garbage dump. You're ready to be God's faithful ambassador to both the up and outers and the down and outers because he has faithfully equipped you. Years ago, or should I say many years ago now, the Lord spoke to me through his words to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 1.5, he says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations or a voice to the nations. Jeremiah was not impressed by the powerful commission he had been given from God. Instead, he protested that he himself was inadequate for the task Oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I'm just a youth, Jeremiah 1.6. Perhaps you're feeling much like Jeremiah. 
ill-equipped and inadequate for the mission God has called you to. Or maybe you've been protesting just as he did, or perhaps you think that the Lord will be impressed by your humility. Look at how God responded to Jeremiah's protest. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 7 through 10 says, Do not say, I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. You see, when I first read these words, I was just a youth myself. But I sensed the Lord challenging me to quit looking at my youthful inexperience and other inadequacies. Instead, I needed to look to Him as my equipper, the one who enabled me to do all things, Philippians 4.13, through His strength. The foundational lesson for all of us is this. When God calls you, He will also equip you. Fear not. He is going with you. See Joshua chapter 1, verse 3 through 9. So be bold as you step into your destiny, reaching out to all those He puts in your path. I must admit, I often feel totally unqualified to do the things God has called me to do. I don't feel I have all the needed education or training, and sometimes I even question my giftedness and intellect. It seems incomprehensible that God would give me a worldwide ministry, and some days I can't even help but feel inadequate. But as I mentioned earlier, there's such a freedom in knowing I don't need to compete with or impress anybody else. I only need to be who God wants me to be, making myself available to Him every day. Remember, the Lord is not concerned about our ability, but our availability. From the moment I gave my life to the Lord or surrendered to His call, I've said nearly every day, Lord, if you can do anything with someone like me, then I make myself available to you. Perhaps you're like me, scratching your head from time to time and wondering why God could even choose to use you. Personally, I'm acutely aware of my own human limitations. I'm just an ordinary guy who has made himself available to God. That may sound rather simplistic, but that's my secret in a nutshell. I'm available to the Lord, asking for His strength to help me fulfill His purposes for my life. And each day I endeavor to walk in obedience to His voice. Here's a lesson in availability. Luke tells us a fascinating story about being available to the Lord. In Luke chapter 5, verse 1 through 2, it says, Now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake, but the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. As this story unfolds, we see a need, large crowds, and an opportunity. That pretty much summarizes the situations we all face as leaders, doesn't it? The need around us are usually overwhelming, But they present us with wonderful opportunities to trust the Lord and His supernatural intervention. I love that there were two boats, both of which were available to Jesus to use. Why? Because the fishermen had gotten out of them. What a great reminder that Jesus wants us to empty our lives so He can fill them. And when we get out of the way and decrease, He is free to increase, John 3.30. Jesus got into Simon Peter's boat and began teaching the people from the boat, Luke 5, 3. If you truly grasp what is happening here, you will never have to feel inadequate again. You see, there was nothing special about Peter's boat. It was simply a wooden boat 
not much different than any of the other boats. What made it special that day was that Jesus was in it. In the same way, you may not feel as though you have any special abilities God can use, but if you make your boat or your life available to Jesus, great things can happen. He can teach, preach, heal the sick, cast out demons, show compassion on the homeless, and do an unlimited array of other things from your little boat. We live in a world of crisis, but this presents us with an opportunity we must not waste. We are called to be the light of the world, filled with the Spirit of God, a city on a hill. Light always shines brightest amidst the darkest hours. As we draw closer to God and reconnect with our families, let's remember to care for the most vulnerable. Somebody Cares Chapters and Partners continue to bless our communities with much-needed supplies including N95 masks to our medical professionals, food and essentials for our senior citizens and families, encouragement and friendship for those who feel alone. You can be a blessing too. Give today at somebodycares.org. Although I see this story is already exciting at this point, it gets even better When Jesus says, put out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. I believe the lesson here is important for every Christian. God may have used you in the past, but in comparison to where he wants to take you in the future, you've only been in shallow water. He is speaking a powerful message to you and to me today. It's time to head into deeper water. Yes, I've used you in the past, but you haven't seen anything yet. Or as the old saying goes, you ain't seen nothing yet. When he heard these words... Simon Peter was skeptical at first, and perhaps you are. Master, we've worked hard all night and caught nothing, he told Jesus, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. This is such a great picture of simple obedience. Despite the failures and frustrations of the past, we need to take courage and let down our nets one more time. I'm sure you know how the story ends, but Luke 5, 6 says, When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish and their nets began to break. Wow, they had worked hard the night before but caught nothing. However, everything changed when Jesus came on the scene and gave them instructions. If you were paying attention at the beginning of the story, you may have noticed something intriguing. Two boats were empty and available to Jesus, but he chose the boat owned by Simon Peter. Does that mean that Jesus may disregard us and choose someone else instead? Well, yes and no. Indeed, There will be times when we aren't used by God like we think we should be. But look what happened later in the story. They signaled to their partners in the other boat for them to come and help them. And they came and filled both of the boats, Luke 5, 7. What a beautiful ending. Both boats were available, and both boats were a part of this massive catch of fish. If you feel underutilized at the moment, don't despair. Keep seeking the Lord. Remain available to Him, and make sure you have a servant's heart. And if you do these things, it's only a matter of time before you will participate in a supernatural harvest of blessings. If you and I were the fishermen who witnessed the miracle catch in Luke 5, we probably would have concluded it doesn't get any better than this. But yet verse 9 says, Amazement had seized Simon Peter and all his companions because of the great catch of fish which they had taken. Although the fishermen had experienced something quite astounding, They would have been mistaken to conclude that this was the ultimate miracle of their lifetimes. Jesus went on to tell Simon Peter, from now on, you'll be catching men. You see the miraculous catch of fish? 
That wasn't the pinnacle of the disciples' success. They weren't going to sit around in their old age and say, boy, that was the greatest day of our lives. No, not at all. This experience was meant only to whet their appetite for a far greater mission, becoming fishers of men and women. Let's take a moment to consider how this applies to our lives and ministry. Has God used you in the past? That's great. Every past experience is part of a training process to get us ready for even greater fruitfulness to come. So how do we prepare ourselves for greater things? As already mentioned, our youthfulness in God's kingdom begins with our availability and obedience. Maybe we've been available and obedient in the past. And even so, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to search our hearts on an ongoing basis, ensuring that we're still a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, Romans 12.1. In the final verse in the passage about the boats and the fishermen shows that the disciples were still available, in fact, even more so. It says they left everything and followed him, Luke 5.11. The story of the miracle harvest of fish is filled with so much drama that it's easy to overlook the themes of holiness and preparation. Before any miracles occurred, we were told that the disciples were washing their nets. In the same way, we can't expect to win many people to the Lord until we've allowed him, the Lord, to do a deep cleansing work in our own lives. Psalms 51, 10 through 13 is a great example. And King David says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. It's also stunning that Peter repented after Jesus had blessed him with his abundant catch. Go away from me, Peter said, for I'm a sinful man. This is an important point I don't want us to miss. You see, we may have been used by God in the past, but that doesn't mean we should be arrogant or enthralled by our own press or clippings. Instead, we should give thanks to the Lord and humble ourselves before Him. You see, the upside of inadequacy is this. The fishermen were taken from inadequacy and unfaithfulness to a sudden harvest of supernatural blessing. As they made themselves available and simply obeyed Jesus' instructions, they stumbled upon this amazing reality that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3.20 You see, feelings of inadequacy can be crippling at times but they can also be used for our good. As King David sang in Psalm 61 too, when our heart is overwhelmed by the challenges of this life, we can say to the Lord, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Awareness of our own inadequacy reminds us of our dependency on the Lord. The Bible presents us with such a wonderful truth on this subject. On the one hand, Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing, John 15, 5. And notice that he didn't say, without me, you won't reach your full potential. Or without me, you won't accomplish much. No, unless we are intimately joined to Jesus, the vine, we will accomplish nothing and bear no fruit at all. We accomplish nothing apart from Christ. But Philippians 4.13 provides the other side of the coin. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So there's no need to hang our heads in defeat, frustration, or inadequacy. With the power of the resurrected Christ in our lives, we are able to live in victory and fulfill every assignment God gives us or assigns to us. Like Jeremiah, Moses, David, Paul, and many other leaders in the Bible, we may have plenty of excuses why God could not use someone like us. Yet the Lord sees something amazing in us, something He can use for His glory, just as He did in these biblical leaders. Moses wasn't a great communicator, organizer, or administrator, but God overlooked his flaws and called him to lead a nation. 
David was the runt of his family, and no one saw him as a future leader. Yet God saw something great in the shepherd boy and knew he'd be a man after his own heart. Tamar, Rahab, Bathsheba, all were included in the genealogy of Jesus in spite of some of the very dark pages of their own past. Paul described himself as a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent man, as well as the chief of sinners. And despite all of this, Paul also said, The Lord counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry through His abundant grace. If God could use people like this in a powerful way in spite of their shortcomings, surely He can use you and me as well. And like many leaders in the Bible, we may have plenty of excuses why God should choose someone else. Yet the Lord sees something in you, sees something in me, something He can use for His glory when we surrender our lives to Him in availability and obedience. With the power of the resurrected Christ in us, we're able to live in victory and fulfill every assignment God gives us. Take a moment to pray with me. And just like I prayed all those many years ago, Lord, if you can do anything with someone like me who has broken your heart and brought shame to your name, I want to make myself available the rest of my life. You see, it really is about a daily willingness to be available and a yieldedness to walk in obedience to God every day. He is the one who equips us and empowers us to walk in the fulfillment of the purposes He has for us. So Lord, I'm praying for all those who will be listening to this podcast. I pray for those who have been reading my articles. I pray for those who have read my books, that they be encouraged in the Lord that it's about you, Lord, as we are available and willing and obedient to you as yielded vessels of the Lord, you're the one who gives us your supernatural grace, abounding great and amazing grace to be able to walk in the fulfillment of the purposes you have for us now and in the future. And Lord, we recognize that without you, we can do nothing. We are nothing. But Lord, we also thank you that through you, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So Lord, we thank you for the joy of your salvation We thank you, Lord, for the privilege of your calling. Help us to be sensitive to your leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives and help us to also be sensitive to those you bring our way. And now, Lord, would you grant those that are listening to this podcast your wisdom, prophetic clarity, discernment, direction, and to sense your manifest presence that emboldens them, empowers them, gives them your wisdom to be able to go forward and to make a difference and leave a lasting legacy to the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.